2: Good evening, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to another momentum-causing version of Jaybird watching as the Blue Jays storm into the you know 2022 playoffs. And I have basically what I'm going to say is my new-look team here for the time being. <laughs> I got two of my good friends, Ken Alfred, as you met last week, and then Jason Lyons joining us this week all the way from the Vancouver side of Canada. <laughs> so we're spanning the whole nation now. You know, We got a little bit of me in the U.S., at East and
3: West. Fellas, how are we doing this evening?
4: Take it away, Jason. I'll, I'll follow up after you.
3: You know, um, <laughs> I was just talk- we were just talking offline a little bit about some of the excitement and just the things that have gone on in the last couple weeks. And, um, you know, just as a Jays fan and as a fan of the game of baseball at such a high level, it is so much fun to watch... You know, we go from Pujols hitting 700, to the playoff races, to guys locking up, to we won't talk about Aaron Judge, to things like that. Where, <laughs> Aaron where, who? Where, I don't know who you're talking but about. But there's so much excitement Judge, out about baseball. <laughs> yeah, like baseball's on such a high right now, and you know, we're looking at at, at such exciting matchups going to playoffs on both sides of the, uh, the AL and the NL, I mean, the, the NL's crazy as well, like amazing teams there's three amazing teams that are going to go at it four and two are going to make it through and two should make it through like they're it's good ball all the way around um so yeah i mean you know it's it i feel like it's as palpable on the west coast as it probably is for for the east coast um i actually have friends engaging in conversation about baseball um You know, and it's, you know, it's, I feel like some of that is we have the Vancouver Canadians now, which is the Jays affiliate. They're uh, third down the rung from the blue Jays. But I feel like that's caused a brand new stir in the city about the Toronto blue Jays. Um, You've got guys who were going to games. I'm going with my kids. They're getting autographs and they're like, dad, is this guy going to go up? And, funnily enough, we had one of the guys go up like the next day and he's now in Buffalo. And there was talk about him possibly making the, uh, the, the playoff roster. So, I mean, it's, it's cool to see it all the way around and so just fired up over here.
2: Yeah. So to that point, not only have you obviously been swept up in everything with the Canadians being such the prevalent piece of the Blue Jays, minor league system, all the main talent has been right there in Vancouver for you to be able to go to. And that, me being the only one that uh, I've been to all the minor league establishments, even to the point where Bluefield, West Virginia was still part of the Blue Jays establishment and whatnot. Um, That location I haven't been to. And I hear that's the one I'm really, truly missing out on because everything at that ballpark has been so exciting. And the fact that you
3: guys sell out every minor league game is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a thing. I mean, it's, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like baseball had its time in the sun a while ago where it was really riding high and people didn't really, you know, people were just following it because there was really no other great stories going on in sports. And I feel like they've been lucky enough to hit this sort of secondary wave where there's there's no characters in hockey. There's no characters in the NFL. The NBA has characters, but I mean, it's, you know, you're walking a fine line.
4: Yeah, it's almost just characters.
3: Yeah, and so yeah. what I'm finding with baseball is, you know, and we we talked about this previously. You've got a guy like Mike Trout. Like, when do you ever hear anything about Mike Trout? Never anything, anything bad, anything good, nothing. And the guy just goes out and and unless you're going to the network twenty four seven,
4: like so Craig does.
3: Yes, for yeah. me, you, you know, you look at guys like you look at guys like Bo, and you look at guys like like um, like Kirk, and guys who are just quietly going about doing their business, and people love them.
4: They're like the hey, quite professionals. Really cool... They're like the quite professionals.
3: Yeah, I found out a really cool uh thing. Do you guys know what uh Kirk's nickname is? <laughs> I have and some ideas, this. but go right for oh, it. it. So, we 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 did much research <clears throat> on this and apparently they call him the Toronto Maple Beef. <laughs>
0: which could,
3: wow. I mean, it could be the greatest nickname in all of sports history. That and Christian Nicola, the crazy. Nigerian nightmare. I mean, it's wow. it, that's a toss-up between those
4: two. A Toronto maple beef.
3: Yep. Love it. There you go.
2: I'm calling it. I think, I think that's Manoa approved. Just yeah, so. you know,
4: I love that. I'd love, did you you guys read about that story when, uh, when uh, I guess, that TSN reporter really made that negative remark against Kirk. And, uh, man, Alex Manoa just really went up to bat for him. That the guy basically just deleted his tweet after that. I don't even know if he's still around anymore, but uh, he took himself off of that. So it seems like the Jays are, are, are a team. They're very loyal to each other, which is very, like you said, in some other sports, you know, it's about the player. It's not about the sport. It's not about the team anymore. But with the Jays, it's all about the team, right? Yep. There's, if one wins, they all win. That, that's, the, that's who it is. Whoever's having the hot hand, they're going to run with it. But you're not going to hear them go on a pedestal and, you know, claim, okay, I want X amount of millions to stay with the team. It's like no one talks about stuff like that. So it's really great to see.
2: Even Vlad pushed that. I, I'm sure a lot of that was being politically correct and not wanting to deal with it. <laughs> but part of that fact is that they, I think. I think some of this comes to the point where Jason was making that the minor leagues are so continuous and consistent that they've been. These guys have been together. I have Bo, Vlad, and Biggio's autographs on a Lansing Lugnuts hat. And guess mm-hmm. where I met them all was with the Lansing Lugnuts. You know, just, so if we watched. They know the a family.
3: You we watched Manoa pitch here two years ago. Uh, you know, like yep. like he was here and people were like, you got to go see this guy. And I think the most impressive thing about a lot of these guys, and, and we've had a lot of good players pass through here and guys have gone on to other teams and all the rest of it. I still think with Manoa, one of the most impressive things was he was doing long toss in the outfield and he was throwing basically from center field to third base. And he kept walking over and kept extending the throw. And the guys on the other team were standing there. They stopped what they were doing, and they were watching him. And he was ripping <laughs> balls to the dugout on a line. And I, it was it was incredible to watch. And you could see right then, you were like, this guy is a special talent. This guy is going to make it at some level, and he's going to kill it. He was a, a giant man. He was really nice. Yeah. So to your Um, point on that,
2: Jason, I got to see Alejandro Kirk as battery mate in Bluefield. And that was the rookie level league that is now no longer part of minor league baseball, which to me is a shame because there's a whole area of the country over here on the West Coast. Now that became that was part of the minor league system that is now all of a sudden just random independent baseball. And it was the whole Appalachian League. And most of the Blue Jays current studs have come through that team. And I was, I had the benefit of being there on a work trip. And I reached out to Zach Helton, their minor league uh, announcer there in Bluefield. And I was like, Hey, I'm actually going to be in town. You want to grab a beer? And he goes, Just come up to the booth. I'm
4: like, All (laughs) right. Come to the booth.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What's my arm? You know, see what happens. He's actually been on this show a plethora of times, too. And to that point, he just goes, If you're going to pay attention to anybody tonight, when you see this thick gentleman walk up to the plate, you stop what you're doing. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. <laughs> I've heard the name, but I didn't have the, you know, benefit of actually seeing any pictures or game footage of him or anything at that. Because He'd only been playing in the league for a couple months. And it's only a three, four month window to be playing in anyways in the short season rookie league that that was. This gen- when Kirk came up to the plate, I'm not kidding. The few hundred people that were in that ballpark stopped whatever they were doing the vendors, the beer people, the announcer, everybody just locked in on what he was doing. And I saw him hit this mammoth shot into the West Virginia wilderness over the batter's eye. And I'm like, he's going to be in the show very, very soon. And that following year is when the you know, COVID stuff happened and he was brought in to be in the short season. And you guys remember here the story, he marched right through the minor leagues because it's like, hey, by the way, he can just rank at the plate. Bring him up. We'll figure out the rest. And here we are, we're getting the benefit of watching Manoa and Alejandro Kirk merge into being one of the better batteries in baseball. Yeah, exactly.
4: that's going to say so. Now we're talking about Alec Manoa now. So, what do you guys think about Alec Manoa? Is he Cy Young worthy or not, based on the season he's currently having?
3: I, I feel like Jason? I feel like he definitely is in the conversation. The hard yeah. part for pitchers in general is you've got guys who dominate. You've got five or six guys who dominate the league. And every now and again you get guys who have really, really, really good seasons. You can't slip up as a as a pitcher anymore and expect to win the Cy Young. You can't. You have to be you have to be better then the best has been the year prior. You have to strike out more guys. You've got to have, you know, more spin on your balls. You've got to have, you know, more shutout innings, you know, whatever the, the biggest stats are for that. Mano- Manoa deserves mention for sure. A hundred percent. But I mean, that's, that's, it's a long way to the top. If you want to rock and roll.
4: Yeah. And I <laughs> and think so. To that
3: point the, you, you guys know the competition he's going
2: against. Right. And I think in a normal pitching season, where you know, you're, we're not talking about the dead balls and the lack of offense and all the other nonsense that we've been talking about for baseball this year. I think Manoa is a sure thing. But you have the surgent version of Justin Rearlander being nothing short of like almost better than he's been in his career. <laughs> and he's Unreal. already won Cy Young's. So he's got a 1.8 ERA right now through 170 innings and 175 Ks. <laughs> <laughs> what is that's, that? That's number. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's uncanny level of stuff, and you're talking that Manoa is having one of the best Blue Jays pitching seasons ever. Yeah, and he's uh he's at 2.24 ERA with 180 strikeouts and one less win. So yeah. he, you know you're talking that he's in the ballpark, but he's not in that like. Dear God, what the hell is happening? <laughs> well, yeah, well,
4: that, d- didn't, it, didn't Minot also just pass Juan Guzman for most strikeouts with the Jays? I, I think at this point as well, at this season. I just I, I at this step. point, his
2: career, I believe that was. Yeah. I don't wow. think it was something like that. It was, yeah. And to talk about greats, Guzman is one of the better young pitchers in Blue Jays history. Absolutely. There was, a, there was a piece of his career there that you talk about the first five years he was the Blue Jays and caught fire. He was really good. Like, and mean. Elite pitcher mean. In baseball. <laughs> Yeah. Amen. Amen. And I know Jason, you were a big fan back in those days too. I'm sure you enjoyed watching Juan Guzman pitch just as much as anybody.
3: Yeah. And it's, it's funny. You, you would bring up Guzman. We we were actually after our hockey game the other night, a, a bunch of my teammates and I were talking about sort of those, those two glory years and you could walk up and down that blue Jays lineup and just be like, Oh, remember him? Remember how good Ran Molnick's was? Oh, remember how good Pat Borders was? Oh, remember Jesse Barfield? Like, and it was, so much fun to have that conversation because it's interesting to me, and, and everyone will have this. Everybody has pieces they remember. Obviously, it's Joe Carter, and there's, da, 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 and there's you know, but yep. there's pieces that people remember, you know, and they're like, oh, remember when, you know, remember Kelly Gruber? Like, like
4: how I talked about him last week. And then
3: to week. that point,
2: Ken also brought up that year, those years were so good that we had to put an so good to it. And Whamco,
4: yeah. kind of really Whamco, mentioned that last week. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, it's, I gotta and get I that think, out, uh, man. Ken, what were you, what were you mentioning about the, uh, before we came on the air, what were you mentioning about the, um, a couple of years ago, they had a, uh, they were charged up about a thing, the Jays fans were, they were oh, trying to this get this.
4: this is, this is probably back in 92, 93. It was like the Catch the Fever, uh, campaign. I think they marketed with Coca-Cola actually, and they had these really <laughs> funky songs. I gotta find, maybe we gotta find it. maybe that'll be our theme song in the future. But, uh. <laughs> It was all about Coca-Cola advertising, but they were so hyped behind the Jays. They had this thing. We had the Catch the Fever shirt, Catch the Fever hat. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. They should bring back the Catch the Fever campaign. I don't know with Coca-Cola. What's the campaign?
3: Have you guys seen what the campaign is for this year? Uh, Rain in October or something like that?
2: Yeah, that's been something that's been uh, the typical for the last couple of years, I think. Even they've, they've uh, that marketing campaign is latched on by MLB, I think, at this point. Yeah. So where, I think uh, last year I have a shirt. The last postseason one says "Respect Toronto" on it, and I actually had that shirt on last last week. So,
3: they, uh I think that you know I, I'm kind of a I've got a branding mind, and it, so it always it's always rolling. Um, that my my one son was saying to me that uh, we have some shirts that say it's Vladdy's time. And yeah. uh, um, it's, it's a good, it's a good solid shirt, you know, like it's Vladdy time. Um, there's, there's a bunch of other good ones, but I'm just hoping that the, the marketing, the Jay's marketing is usually quite good on this stuff. Like they usually have a good couple of uh, um, like, we were thinking about like, who's your Vladdy or, you know, that's a good one. <laughs> I will take so all the royalties point, I have from that. that. Anyone from fanatics or anyone that's listening that those are my royalties now. Okay? Put on a shirt. Yeah. That it's on this show. We have proof. It's in, <laughs> it's in the world now. It's even in it's the metaverse extreme, those people that want to be live. in there. So we got the record of it. Yeah, there
2: we go. It's on the record. So <laughs> after the celebration, which is actually where we're going to go with this conversation, because obviously the Blue Jays did clinch a playoff spot on an off day the other day. There we go. <laughs> there it is.
4: We were, we were so waiting for this. You saw
2: Vladdy. <laughs> We saw head. Vladdy and everybody celebrating and on that whole like hashtag thing, I was like trying to get hashtag do a Vlad dance going. <laughs> like, you know, do a Vlad dance, do a Vlad dance. <laughs> hey,
3: I, got a, I got a question for Hazel May. What's she even wearing the poncho? It's not doing anything. There's pouring even booze the right over top always. of her head. Poncho was saving nothing.
4: Or that hat yeah. that, remember those hats that used to be an umbrella? Yeah. You ever seen those old? Yep. I don't know why yep. they don't wear that. Get one of
2: those. <laughs> That would have went so well with one of her normal everyday sundresses and whatnot that she usually wears, but she dressed accordingly that night and had, you know, regular, she is dressed down to the, I'm going to get drenched in champagne conversation i thought that was the coolest thing in the world though that they actually allowed the media and the blue jays fans into that celebration and just to be this person you even got to hear john schneider f-bombs and
3: everything (laughs) because they weren't let's also (laughs) let's also not discount the fact that that might be the nicest change room i've ever seen for any sport hands down like are you for real that's what this guy these guys get dressed in before every game like
2: (laughs) Did you hear on the following day that, that um, Shulman asked Buck Martinez what it was like when they won in '85 and then when he won in Kansas City, and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And he goes, "Oh, we got to pop the piss in basically) it. <laughs> So oh,
4: my goodness.
2: It's amazing how things change, and that's actually been the same locker room, I think, since 2015, 2014, when they did the last major renovation to the you know the guts. Of the Rogers Center to turn it into an actual baseball establishment. Yeah. You know, those were the years where there was like, okay, sorry, Argos, you've got to find a new home. Thankfully, they have yeah. all those kind
4: of good things like that. Yeah. So, but that, I got that I got Baseball. correct you that, Craig. It's always going to be the Skydome to me, my friend. They can <laughs> call it the Rogers you. Center, but no, it's a Skydome. <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: That's the one thing I'm slightly dreading about the whole fact of the. Upcoming renovation is the 500 level seats are finally not going to say Skydome on them. So there will be no more because <laughs> they're finally going to rip out all those seats on the 500 level and redo all that. But to that point, I saw what those pictures look like in the 3D modeling that they keep showing for the next level up or whatever the hell you want to yeah. call it. And it looks like that's going to be a fun time. Crazy. Uh,
4: so what's the maximum capacity on that now? Like, is it still going to be 68000 or something like that? Or what's the I think? think, think it's
2: I, I thought they it... were going losing like a thousand, but it wasn't. Oh, okay. It's pretty Maybe much that's what it
3: was. Now. I thought they were adding a thousand.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. So I want what they're saying is fifty is a sellout these days. Depend, if they sell out, all the flight like deck is standing room only for a playoff game and stuff like that. So you're probably talking somewhere the forty eight, forty nine ballpark. But to that point, you have all those extra party
3: zones in a playoff game. I'm sorry to say that place is going to be dumping. <laughs> <But laughs> have I have a friend out here who has been a Blue Jays. I mean, I'm from Ontario, so you know. Preface it with that. But I have a friend who lives out here from Ontario. He still has Jay's seasons tickets. So he flies out a handful of times a year. He sells all the rest of them. He goes with his daughter. He gives some to his daughter. So I spoke to him a couple of days ago. He's already prepped and ready to go. He's flying out. Uh, he knows of like like 10 15 other guys from out here that we all played baseball with they all go i mean we were we were so serious that if those games were going to be in seattle we were going to go down there and i was going to wear my 49ers jersey and all my jays gear and just bother everyone the, just <laughs> no limit of the non bothering at that point um, well, yeah. so but i'm to just that saying that's to make the joke
2: because I didn't know you were a 49ers fan. And one of the gentlemen that was on the show, Brendan Panikar giant 49ers fan. So I'm going to have to make sure I get you two on a chat in the near future here. to talk yeah. some football
3: and blue Jays, oh <laughs> so, man. but go ahead where you were.
2: I'm sorry. Oh, I interrupt. was going to
3: say, um, you know, with that being said, and, and with, uh, you know, Seattle being sort of as hot as they are at home right now, um, what do they've got? They've got a doubleheader on Tuesday. So they're going to extinguish, uh, you know, I think they were going to run with a guy who just came up from the minors and one of their really bottom feeder pitchers. And then it looks like they will be going, uh, Castillo and, uh, tight pants, um, McGee, <laughs> Robin, um, <laughs> holy, somebody's got to get that some new pants, um, yeah. okay. regardless. But what do you, so what do you guys think about that matchup? I mean, Ray has struggled his last three outings, two outings, three outings. Um, Castillo is locked solid. The guy's, the guy's a demon. He's, he's throwing unbelievable stuff right now. Um, but, I mean, even though the Jays were what uh, five and two against the Mariners this year, is that right? I think so. Um, yeah, I, I feel like correct. you know, I feel like like this pitching matchup matches up really well with the way the Jays bats are going right now. What do you guys think? Yeah, I just want to clarify that it was unfortunately us getting lost five to two
2: <laughs> yes. because they swept oh. us in their ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> so, go ahead, uh, Ken.
4: No, no, I'll, I'll let you take this one on that one.
2: So. I'm wondering how much – to me, this is a tale of two things. The last time the Mariners saw us, we were at the lowest point of our game. They literally capitalized on every injury during that series that we had. None of the Pats were awake whatsoever. And now they're going to run into us where they have the hot hand. So if they are – no, oh, we beat these guys. If they're on their heels at all,
3: Blue Jays have the chance to take them to school in a three-game series. Now, I don't know if you guys looked or not, um, but I took a look before we went on. And um, the last, even though the, the Mariners have won a number of their last games, they are not hitting very well. Their defense is not very good. And they're squeaking through these games. Like, Ty France, I mean, that how many errors does that guy have? Like, I mean, he just keeps making mistakes at one. He's, he seems like a really solid baseball player, but, you know, usually I'm, start, I'm starting to think that some of these young guys are, are going to have problems with the big spotlight like I mean J-Rod he he comes off like he's not going to have any problem with it but you guys we we all know that very few rookies roll right through a playoff series and smash the ball around and do what they're supposed to do there's a lot of panic there's a lot of uh you know Crawford isn't that old either you know um you know and and I think that Suarez is really cooling off like he was on fire and now he's what is he like 220? He's he's only like 128 for his last 15 games or something like that. So I mean I, I feel like the Jays with as hot as they are, because I don't know if you guys know how hot the Jays are for the last like like Tay Oscar, uh ridiculous. Oscar. Ridiculous.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I mean you brought up a good point there, Jason. Like the Jays are hidden really well. I mean, just looking at some of the stats that they had in the last playoffs, obviously we're expecting that they're going to be that. Like you said, I was worried about that as well. Cause looking back in 2020, I know it's not really the same thing, but looking at, you know, just like a and Vlad, how did they perform in the 2020 playoffs? Only one of them maybe got a hit, right? So I mean, be it fair. The only person they, that, that hit you know, that
2: whole series was Jane, Danny Jansen. Just, yes. Just saying.
4: <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Right. So, you know, as long as we can maintain the momentum, hopefully they took the experience they had back in 2020 and continue the hot hand that they have right now. Because, yes, it's a playoff time. It's not exactly the same as regular season time. And usually the time before, I didn't watch the Jays as much. I only watched it when they made the playoffs. Because to me, it's like if you beat up a team 20 to nothing in a game, great. But if that's like the fifth game of the season, all right, sure. Even if that's the 60th game or the 100th game of the season, okay. But can you replicate that kind of performance when it matters, which is the playoffs? That is my concern, right?
3: And, and I mean, to that point, so even just to talk about a few of those guys, like I don't know if you guys know or not, but Tay Oscar is hitting 393 in his last seven games. His on, on base is also 393. That doesn't make any sense. First of all, have yeah, to mention like what <laughs> his <three> slugging. Holes? <laughs> yes, <laughs> he he's slugging at at an, a .929 I mean, it's craziness. You know, Kirk in his last thirties, two fifty two, three sixty six on base. You know, yeah. Jansen has been an animal for the last J- games Jansen. Years. I was going to make a mention and of Jansen hitting the ball. Will the last few isn't games. In this time of year,
2: man? He's like our Mister uh,
3: like October.
4: <laughs> He's only played 70 games this season. I remember he played yeah, 70 healthy. games the previous season. As long as if he's a healthy Danny Jansen, gives a lot of production here for the Jays. That, that's. And I think
3: that the you know. other the other intangible with both Jansen and Springer's coming on as well right now is I feel like when you watch the camera cut to the Jays dugout. It's always Springer and Jansen talking to somebody. I mean, the guys can have fun in the corner there, you know, all of that. And, you know, it'll be really nice to see some of the guys come off the uh, the injury. I think, um, uh, was anybody going to play tonight? I thought they were talking about... Uh... There was a rumor I think Lourdes might play tonight. Okay. But, I mean, even I if they I don't, I'm sure they'll get, get the
2: name, but... But no, you're... he didn't make the lineup, but I that he might be active on the bench. Could, I yeah. can't remember. I don't yeah. remember seeing any news about that before. But to that point, I don't care. <laughs> he's going to get in the lineup at some point. And, with, and to that point, Ramal Tapia has been actually doing really well. Unreal. So you don't necessarily need Lourdes Curiel Jr., but the fact that you can bring Lourdes Curiel Jr. to a game for the playoffs, yeah. and even if he's your pinch hitter late in the game, he could run into one.
3: Yeah, or he's yeah, the guy yeah. that rifles somebody out from left field halfway through the game, whichever way it is.
2: And I love so, that wit.
3: I love that Whit Merrifield has finally, you know, yep. been able to play. And he's that you know we can all see what he. You don't you don't lead the league in hits for two years and not be a good baseball player. Um, you know, and I really liked you know I saw his interview the other night after the game when when Vladdy gave him the dunk. And there was nothing better, I don't think. When he finished that interview, and he just looked up at the crowd, and he said, "I'll see you on Friday," and just ran in. And just the confidence <laughs> of, of saying that, at, at, like with no pause, no you know nervous laughter, no nothing. He was deadpan serious. Yeah, we're coming back on Friday. We'll see you here. So that's that's yeah. awesome. And speaking to that point, I
2: don't know how if you guys have the actual live game in front of you, but I he it. has two or three RBIs tonight.
4: Yeah, Jays are up 3 nothing already, top of the third right now. So, you know, so far it's a no-hitter. Not to We're not doing to our anything. part. Yes, we're, we're doing, doing our, our part. part. And I was worried <laughs> about the Orioles, though, because I think when I was looking at the a little bit of how we were doing, it's almost like, a, what was our record? I know we struggled in the beginning of the season with Baltimore. I think they, they took like three or four in the first four games or something, and we did kind of have a little bit more near the second half of the season, but it was always a very big battle with Baltimore. I always thought that was a team we were always going to, you know, dominate, but... This season we were struggling with them a little bit. it was like 50 50 with these guys. yeah,
3: yeah. I think too well, they're a hell of a baseball team Baltimore showed yeah. up you know like yeah. you, you cannot Baltimore re- reminds me a lot of Colorado in the NHL. you cannot get good quality draft picks for so many years and not be dominant the The, the Orioles have a stable of dudes they can run out. It doesn't matter what position a friend of mine's son is in their organization, and this guy is a stud, and he can't even get a sniff. They are that good and that deep, like you know. All of a sudden, really, really quickly, and
2: honestly, I think they followed the Blue Jays formula to a T. Other than the fact that he didn't find a bunch of ex-major leaguers kids, (laughs) (laughs) right?
3: well and i Um, think they're lacking they're lacking the veteran presence of a springer or a jano or you know that kind of thing i mean you've even got like you've even got some guys that are you know pitchers that that have been around a bit and and they've seen different like stripling I, i i was watching a story on stripling the other night and i guess he is still in a fantasy football league with uh clayton kershaw and a bunch of the dodgers and they're like they, they have nothing but great things to say about this guy. Like Dave Roberts has nothing but great things to say about this guy. So a guy with that kind of, of of jam, when he comes to your team and he just spreads it around and he's like, you know what, guys, I've been there. I know world champions. I've done this other stuff. It's so for me, it, it really, you know, brings that bar down to allow the the entire team to not only be excited because we can't muzzle the Jays. You can't do it. If you do it, they're not going to win. I don't care if it's bat flips and and that kind In of that stuff. Coming, at all. Right, you have a few people that have been there, and right. I'm actually to the
2: point of the Blue Jays possible, you know, making this some kind of a ridiculous run with the talent they have. I honestly think that the Baltimore Orioles are a bigger threat than the Yankees, Red Sox, and the uh, Rays going forward over the next three years. Because that fact is, their timetable on this whole thing, this season, just got pushed right up to the front. And what they're going to do is go, wow, we really do have the talent to start doing this now. So they're going to go into this offseason looking at those free agent veterans that they could bring and inject to this youth to find the Yunjin Ryu, the... Uh, Equivalent of George Springer to them. And they're going to be right there in the next few years, I think. And that's what I, and they got all the money.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery.
2: world to play with. I think they are finally done, I think, after this year, paying for Chris Davis. Just saying, yes. So if you didn't know that, Blue Jays fan, Chris Davis, being one of the biggest sluggers in Major League Baseball, the last time they were in the playoffs with us in 2015,
0: 2016,
2: is still being currently paid, even though he was in cut like two years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: And that was a meteoric fall for that guy. Um, Yeah but to, and it to your came point, to i feel like that was coming I feel like you know the orioles are very similar to Tampa right now like Tampa might not be the best baseball team out there but they are so athletic and they are they they'll grind you and grind you and grind you they'll bunt they'll bunt five guys in a row they don't care they 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 know they're and they they find legs to do it yeah they they know they're fast they know they're strong they know that they can throw you out if you hit them a ball and you're giving it you give them half a second they're gonna throw you out so I feel like Baltimore is very similar. Um, their young guys are going to have to lead them through, through, you know, but there are some interesting UFAs coming up, you know, which may, you know, Boston may take a big stab at, but I mean, I'm hoping that the Jays and, uh, you know, are smart enough to get ahead of the train on some of these guys that are coming available because, um, you know, you want to make sure that you're like, I, I, you know, I love Chapman. I love the fact that Whit Merrifield signed for another year. Um, but you got to make sure the cupboards full. And I know their yeah. system is great, but you need you need current major leaguers to win major league games. <laughs>
4: yeah, but <Like> you're <laughs> t- days,
3: bullpen and pitching is where that goes. But that's off season talk. We have playoff baseball. <laughs> <laughs> that
4: is true. Although, can i ask you guys one this one question though: Why can't we just play Boston for the entire playoff run? Just throwing it out there. Like that, the last three games we had against Boston, I was like, wow, we were just. It's almost like batting practice, almost. Like They're bad. Just, they were just... bad. Did was,
2: you yeah. see what the... I, I'm trying to find it right now, because I know I retweeted it out on our uh, Jaybird Watching Twitter account the other night, but... I think we outscored them like 125 to like 15 oh, yeah. <laughs> or something Ow. like that for yeah. the season series. Now, remember, part of that was the 28 to 5, I think, was the score. Dusting that they gave them in July. How many and errors was were that again? This I close think... to being a major league record.
4: <laughs> yeah, like how many errors? Remember that game where it was like they were dropping the ball almost almost every inning almost. Was it five errors or something like that they had in that one game?
3: That was what opened up the door. And then yeah. they the Blue Jays just, flooded right through it. <laughs> yeah i feel like that was a big turning point in the season actually too um they didn't take their foot off the pedal um that you know jano hit two um tapiel hits an inside the park grand slam come on I, I, yep. you know like <laughs> Who I, does
0: I, that? I, well it's not as
3: ra- it's not as rare as you would think there's been like 28 of them which i was really
2: you want to know how not as rare it is that's the following evening um one of the blue jays minor leaguers did it for the buffalo bison yeah.
3: And so it's, I mean, it, you don't see it all that often, <laughs> I'm like, but to track back man, to the, to track back to the playoffs, I mean, so we, when you guys are thinking about this Jays team going in to, you know, to this series against the Mariners, because, you know, I, I don't want anyone out there to think that we're looking, you know, we're looking past that, or that the Jays are looking past that, you know, they need one to clinch to be at home, which I think is key, you know, and I think, you know, again, it, it's still three, nothing going into the fourth. Yeah. Um, yeah. No hit or yeah. no, it's been broken, but that's okay. Um, so it's, um,
2: but to that point Rios, which is going to be part of this conversation in a minute,
4: yeah.
2: it's good,
3: yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, for me, I think that there's, there's a bunch of keys that get the Jays by the Mariners without too, you know, without too much rocky water and without having to throw too many arms at them. What, what do you guys feel like is that, like the biggest keys for the Jays success, you know, in that, in that small wildcard series, then you want to go?
4: Yeah, I think as long as we can maintain the offense and maintain the, the the great hitting we have, our defense has been pretty tight the last few games. If we can maintain that momentum, I think we'll definitely give uh, Seattle a, And it's not like I'm anti-Seattle. I'm just pro-Toronto Blue Jay. That's all.
2: <laughs>
3: but but so Seattle,
2: that, Seattle think, gets their day. I did the home run tonight, too. Yeah, there's your Seattle connection. <laughs> <laughs> Our our boy here is going to go on a road trip in a very very short time frame. <laughs> so, but I I think that the offense is the biggest thing. But to that point, I'm really curious to see what they do with the number two game for the starter and the number three game if we have to get forced into it. Um, to everybody's knowledge, Kevin Gosman is experiencing a cut. Apparently, had a blister
4: finger. on his finger. Apparently, right? Did they fix? Yep. Yeah.
2: So my guess is if he's got you know until Saturday to you know, be able to let that heal, he's probably going to be ready for that. But in event he's not, that means Jose Barrios, who is pitching right now, ends up probably being the first man up or Ross Stripling. To that point, my guess is for the four games or for this three-game series that they're probably going to run Barrios out there. But who knows? Right now, I'd give you 50-50 because you are paying Barrios to be your ace guy right now as far as financials for the three guys. Yeah. But, He's been the streakiest player and more extreme streaky than I'm used to. And I've seen him since he was playing down here in AAA in Rochester, New York. <laughs> and so, Because we used to be the Minnesota Twins uh, minor league s- system. So I've had the pleasure of watching him for a long time. And this is the roller coaster that is Jose Barrios. He's going to look like he's an ace 75% of the time and he's going to throw stinkers into it. They've just been very, very extreme this year, where they're usually a little closer to level, which levels out to like a 3-5 ERA or so. But this year, uh, 5.29. <laughs>
4: that- I know. It, it, or it's, two. Hit or, it's hit or miss with, with Barrios. It's, depend, it's like game by game. Like He's playing really good right now. I think we're, we're still up 3 nothing, right? I just want to make sure I'm checking the thing. Correct. Yep,
0: you, still haven't, up you haven't checked him
4: yet. <laughs> yep, I haven't jinxed him yet. He's only allowed one hit, and keep in mind, I think we're only, what, bottom of the third at this point, so yes. Of course, I was kidding about the no-hitter. It was only after the first couple of innings. So if this is more like sixth, seventh inning he does not allowed to hit, then that'd be a little bit more uh, stressful to make sure he can actually hit it. But uh, at this point, yeah, he's, so far he's doing pretty good.
3: What do you guys think about the possibility of Kikuchi really... Um... I mean, he's been pitching well the last couple times he's been out. They've had him in. He's like a Swiss Army knife right now. They throw him into yes. the third. They throw him in in the sixth. They throw him in in the eighth. Da-da. I feel like he's coming around. I feel like his, his pitches are starting to hit the mark. He's uh he. I've always found him to be a bit of a Picasso. And, you know, if he can paint those outside lines and he can paint, you know, if he's got a good drop on that curveball or that off-speed stuff, he's unhittable. The problem is right. when right. it hangs. About location. Yeah, yeah. When it hangs, they bang. So, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of the, I like things that where, phrase. Thanks.
4: Like there, it <laughs> there it is. There
3: it is. You're on a roll on that tonight. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I just think Jason that there's Dugger a marketing group, by the way, <laughs> yeah, yes. there's, there's, there's major opportunity for the Jays on the mound. If they do run into, you know, and, and you see some of these games, like in history, you've seen some of these games when they start to get out of control, even though what they realize it's a three game series, they're going to start going to the bullpen, and they're going to hope they can tote the weight so they can get to the next day, throw a good starter at them, and and come home come away with a win. So, um, to, to your point, I think that's actually where the value of
2: Ross Stripling is going to come. Hundred percent, let Let's say just for sake of shenanigans here, that let's say Gosman needs that extra day and he doesn't start until the third game, if needed, right? So that means you're going to throw Barrios or Stripling in that game too. Stripling is used to coming out of the bullpen, not so much Jose Barrios. So I think you go out there with him in mind to start that game with Ross Stripling. there, ready to be your rip card. If need be, (laughs) I think that spells success in that game. If you are set up for that situation, as much as I think personally that Ross Stripling should be rewarded with that game, with what he has done for this franchise, this season, 100%. Couldn't
3: agree more. So, so but it's setting it up. And then for a regular seven game series, he just gets a start. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So And I know that they there's some of those like I know Pop and some of those other guys, I mean, I feel like they're so serviceable that you know, if they need to go to a to a, a bullpen game, the, the bullpen is strong enough right now that they can grind you through a bunch of innings. Um, like I said, the 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 bats in Seattle aren't aren't, you know, super hot right now. Um, and if you really only have to worry about two or three guys in their lineup then you could shred them up pretty good like i mean you know they didn't do a very good job pitching around judge but you know it's you know you want to be able to to pitch around j-rod to to be able to to not have him hit a three-run jack um because you've got to keep his enthusiasm low to keep you know your winning going it's i feel like You know, again, the Mariners are a similar team to the Jays, where they've got young personalities. They've got, you know, the city's on fire right now with Mariner fever. You know, it's the drought. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) they were in a similar drought drought in sports history. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's you know that there is a lot of talk of it. You know, like on the West Coast here, um, the the sports radio that we get out here is a blend of of Seattle and, and Vancouver for no you know other reason that we're geographically close to them. And I've noticed a ton of uptick in uh, Mariners talk. Um, they they do you know worry not Toronto eliminated. We do talk about the Blue Jays, you know, on the radio and and as a thing in on the West Coast. We do. They're not the Leafs. They're the Jays. It's fine. So, <laughs> one of the things that I did notice though is that um, the the city in general is a buzz. The, the, the you know the the Seahawks aren't doing very well, or they're doing okay. You know. Um, but the baseball has taken over and you're just starting to see it. Like, you know, I'm going to get my sons from school today. And there was a a kid with a a J rod Jersey on, like, where would you see that six months ago? You wouldn't, you know? So it's cool. First
2: on a scene in major
3: league baseball. (laughs) as the kid 2.0, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's it's pretty rad you know, like the, the I'm, I'm fired up about some of the other guys too. Like, I mean, you know, like, like, Bo this for the last, uh, you know, for September. What, September? Like, I mean, yeah. is it the great, it's you know. It's about time it came together because you could see the glimpses yeah. that were coming. That
2: were, oh, maybe this is it. Oh, never mind. Nope. Maybe <laughs> this
3: is it. Never
2: mind. <laughs> and then, bam, Blue Jays' uh, monthly record for having the most hits in September. I think it was 41, 44, something like that. So on tear, to that point. straight tear. So he won yeah. the player of the month award based on that performance and was yeah. also a player of the week. And then we also have the reigning AL pitcher of the month in Alec Manoa. That is your that's part of what's going to your lineup for game one, two, and three right there. So yeah. <laughs> this is what the freaking Seattle Mariners get to look into. Yeah. They get red hot. Freaking Pomer shot. They get Vlad, who has become more into what I've been trying to coin for years as Vladdy Vicious. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's a good one. When he hits
2: and
4: the ball, it, it, it hurts. Then, when he hits the ball, it hurts. That's all I can say. Did you see the home run
2: he hit the other night? That was the missile. That was oh. apparently his hardest or second hardest hit
4: ball. <laughs> <When> he hit <laughs> the ball like it owed him money. That's what basically up. it did. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it would hit the stands in the, in the Sky Dome, and just I, I'm I hope there wasn't a kid in the way. That's all I was hoping. I'm like, please be an adult or no seat, please be an adult. It's, it's, This thing is buried probably right into a seat in the Rogers Center and is probably stuck there.
4: <laughs> so let me ask you this, guys. So for this series in Seattle, if you had to pick one player that you expect is going to be like the MVP of that series for the Jays, who would that be?
2: Ooh, you go? it's like you're reading ahead to me. Have you been watching the? Show us why you've been trying to get invested on this whole thing. (laughs) We used to do this bit called Picks to Click, kind of a la the uh, White Sox great announcer, uh, Hawk Harrelson. And the idea was to pick who was going to be, like, out of our collective group, who we thought was going to be the best player in Blue Jays baseball for the next week. (laughs) So I guess we're just going to cheat and jump to the end of the show now. (laughs) um, Jason, it's your first week on the show, so how about you go first?
3: All right. i got to just take one, right? Just pick one. Correct. Okay. So,
2: and we're yeah, going to ta- just pick the click is specific for the wild
3: card series.
2: Yeah, just uh, so I'll
3: tell you who and I'll tell you why. So it's going to be Chapman, and Ooh. he is built for this. He is built for this time of the year. He is the best defensive third baseman the Jays have ever had. He's rock solid. Unbelievable. Sorry, Josh Donaldson. He's way better than you are.
2: And to that point, I think he, defensively, he even gives Scott Rowland a run for his money, who, in my yeah, opinion, yeah. He didn't, we didn't get to see him the best of his defense as Blue Jays fans. No. But that man is won how many gold gloves it should be in the Hall of Fame. We <laughs> got Matt
3: Chapman. That's better than him. The hmm. other thing that Matt Chapman brings, the intangible that Matt Chapman brings, is he can hit the baseball everywhere. He can hit it. He can hit it from post to post. He can hit it in the gaps. He can get you bloop single. He can smash one out of the park. He has great at-bats. He'll eat 15, 16 pitches at an at-bat and just smile about it. And he doesn't care if he strikes <laughs> out or whatever, because he knows he's drained and he knows that he's shown the other guys that are coming behind him what the curveball looked like, what the changeup looked like, what this looked like. And you watch him go back into the dugout. He goes right back in and they're immediately talking about it. Where some guys are quiet. Springer and him. I would go Springer, but I think that's a bit token. I'm going Chapman, and he's going to be the MVP for the for the wild card. Boom! Okay. There it is, locked
2: in. Ken, you brought up the question. I'll let you go first. scene. I'm technically hosting. I don't know. It's been a good <laughs> back and forth between all of us. No. <laughs> you
4: know, my, my thing is, is that I think it's. I'm not going to go like you said, the stereotypical like you know, Springer. We're going to go with Bichette. We're going to. But I'm actually going to pick Jensen just because I think at this point he's was so he's been when he's actually playing, he's actually that. So I'm think he's going to take this momentum games. And I think the Mariners might overlook him. I think the Mariners are worried about our top three, the first and the batting order. They're gonna, th- they're gonna throw it. A- they're That's all gonna point. aim their pitches at. All right, what are their weak spots uh, for Bichette and Vlad and all these guys? Just they're worried about those three. But we got a, such a big depth of the roster. But I think that Jensen wants to like say, okay, I've I've been injured, but you know what? I'm I'm hitting the ball well lately. I think I'm gonna take it to shy. I think they're overlooking him. What about you, Craig?
2: Yeah, and um, to that point. I think you guys are all agreeing that it's always not the biggest guy that comes up in these kind of situations that actually comes up and be the playoff hero, right? Blue Jays fans obviously remember the Kelly Gruber home run, the S Sprague home run in 1992. It's a team contribution. The the fact that you got a, you know, gutsy performance from Pat Hankin in 1993 in the world series, the things like that. Um, To me, this has what has been, the legend of Whit Merrifield to all Blue Jays fans. And I honestly wonder, especially watching him play over the last week, how much he can t- carries this momentum that he's carried the last few weeks. Now that he's got a job to be the second baseman, basically, because of Santiago Espinal's injury and whatnot, um, he's emerged as that guy. He is going to be starting at second base, and there's nobody that's going to fight him, I think, for that, regardless of who is healthy or not at this point. He has proven to be a leader on this team, and he's proven that he is going to hit like this. And this is actually, the, to most people's surprise, this is actually the first postseason appearance he will have, which everybody remembers the Kansas City Royals. And he's like, he was a Royal for a million years. Wasn't he on the 2014-2015 teams? No. (laughs) He was in 2014, apparently this close to a call-up, and he thought he was going to get it. Because he was batting like 243 or some ungodly video game number in the AAA level for the Kansas City's affiliate. And then in 2015, he got the call. You're coming up for the playoffs. And then apparently later that day, the Royals said, you know what? Don't worry about it. (laughs) Ouch. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> How do you... So he's hungry as hell for this opportunity. And I think that's why we're getting the best of what he's got left in the baseball tank for this season right now. And a lot of that was, I think he, he needed a fire lit under his ass a little bit. And that's what he got coming to Toronto. Yes. You're on a playoff team, but he didn't have a place to fit in on this lineup
3: at all. No. Everybody but was, he can... well, even he... Go ahead. to your point, he can play two. He can play all three outfield positions. I mean, he can DH. You know, like the. Yep. the uh, I, I I might change my pick. I'm just kidding. Uh, but <laughs> you know, I get I, I do like I'll him fight. a ton. I do like him a <laughs> ton. Him. I'm right hoping. <laughs> you know, I'm hoping that uh, that he he does get his run in the playoffs. That's my hope. You know. Yep. So and that that was that's why I'm picking him
2: because I just think he's a steamroller at the moment. And worst case scenario, he is somebody that is a catalyst at the bottom of that order to get it back. Up to uh, Vlad and company, so I think that's why I'm picking him because I just think there's something there. It's a gut feel. I think he's going to come and do something like what Jansen did to Ken's pick in the yeah. last time the Blue Jays had the playoff pick. Jason, who did you mention again? Just so I, I'm going to be that guy and write. it down he said,
4: Chapman. He Chapman. said Chapman.
2: Chapman. Not Chapman. <laughs> so. Because this is what we were doing during the regular season. I was writing it down and keeping score of who was winning and whatnot. And Brendan Panikar, my buddy, ended up winning the trophy this past season. Um, before, obviously, we uh, all got too busy and I had to you know, enlist some more help.
4: <laughs> this loss is our gain there, right, Jason?
2: Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> to that point, Brendan is still a very good friend of mine. You will get a chance to talk with him because he wants to come on the show. Especially for playoff chat, so <laughs> he will be back in the near future, along with my other two cohorts, and Adam Corsair and Chris Key. Mm-hmm. So to that point, temporarily gone, not forgotten. We'll be back to hang out with us at some point in what has become the barroom Blue Jays chat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the best. But to that Bar point, room. pleasure having you guys on the show so far. This has been a great chit chat and whatnot. But we are getting near the point that Mister Lyons had a hard stop. Oh. <laughs> so. I wanted to uh, be able to chit chat with you about one last thing, and then, like I said, we kind of talk predictions and whatnot. Um, I give you moments to shine, so you guys can plug yourselves here, and then we'll do our normal and with two claps and a Rick Flair. <laughs> so, mm. and uh, did you guys notice the history outside the Boba Shet stuff that happened the other day on October second in Toronto Blue Jays baseball?
0: Mm.
2: <laughs> No, nope. ref- I'm, I'm okay. I got no. you stumped. Yeah. This is what I stumped the rookies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's your yeah,
4: curveball. Dad, we talking about, but okay, let's hear it.
2: So the what happened for the first time in Major League Baseball history, not just in Blue Jays history, Toronto or uh, Major League Baseball history, two Canadians closed out and won a ball game. So Zach Pop won the game the other night against the Red Sox, and Jordan Romano
3: closed it out. Ah. <laughs> I remember, I I think they were saying um, that it came close to happening with Paxton um, and somebody else when he was a Mariner, I feel like. like Yes. Um, So very interesting, but, but, you know, it's, I, I love, you know, I love when the Canadians roll. Like, I mean, it's just, it's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things, especially in baseball. Like, you know, it's, it's, we have such a finite small season and to imagine guys coming out of places in Canada and making it to the majors, it it boggles my mind. To to, <laughs> I I would love to go especially back. to the level that those two are on right now. You can make the
2: argument that Jordan Romano is going to get Cy Young Award votes because he him yes. and Emmanuel Clase of the Cleveland Guardians. I'm still having trouble remembering that one. <laughs> are the best closers in baseball? There, there yeah. <laughs> Okay, Jobu. Yeah, Jobu. <laughs> I, <can't laughs> yeah, I just love like that they stats. used to give bobbleheads <laughs> of Jobu out at minor League baseball games yeah. for the, Indi- the Indians at the time. So it was fun stuff. But yeah. to that point, how missed of an opportunity was that? You could have named something around one of those movies with the Cleveland Guardians. I was saying, call them the Cleveland Wild Things. Get a little, you know, make the wild Ricky things? Vaughn, like, logo yeah. with, like, Play the, the you know, instead of the, <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, yeah. just I mean, it, it could be his arm like back here throwing the so baseball funny. with the lawn rims. <laughs> is
3: is that is that series of movies the only series of movies about an actual team with fictional finishes? Like that <laughs> that year never happened. That that year where the yeah. the Indians did what they did and lost, and uh, that never happened. <laughs> yeah. and, I
0: don't think and so. And no
3: one ever no. said. Like I mean, it's it's odd. Like there's movies about other sports teams. But none of them are are not true to what happened. You know, it's a story about yeah. what happened to that team. It's not like mm-hmm. they made a movie about, you know, the the Pittsburgh Steelers winning a a, a Super Bowl that they didn't win. It's it, I find it yeah. weird. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Don't get me wrong. I, I love the point, movie. The only
2: ones I can think of on that whole thing, Jason, are the ones that are like on the little kid level. Like, oh. rookie is. Had-
4: Book of the Year. Um,
2: yes. Uh, right, obviously, um, the other one that I was telling you, Ken, about last Stan week, little, little Big League, you didn't see a kid Leo. manage the baseball team and near take them to the playoffs, you know, <laughs> things like that. So, but to that point, I think you're for something that would have been an adult-level movie, I agree with you. That's probably a true statement, That that's the only one that was like, oh, it's based in reality, but it's not, not really. real. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's not like the movie 42 or something. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> or Moneyball or Moneyball. anything like that. So, so, but I thought that was a really cool moment in uh, major league baseball history that I wanted to make sure we had a moment to chat and talk about. So other than really that, cool. uh, Ken, obviously you're new to the show. I want to make sure you have a moment to shine, tell people where you can find you on your other podcast. This is your moment to shine your shameless
4: self-promoting. Moment. Shame <laughs> all right. All right, guys. So yeah, I have the SME stories podcast on all your podcast players, all about small businesses in Canada, uh, Listen to me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that sort of stuff. I'm also the voiceover uh, narrator for the Lone Star Group Plus on YouTube. So if you look at some of their videos, just like and subscribe there as well. You hear this awesome voice there as well. So listen to me there <laughs> as well as catch me obviously on this podcast as well. I'm loving this thing. And even though it's my second episode, a lot of fun. I used to I was overwhelmed in that first one. I'll be I'll be honest, Craig, but uh, felt a lot more you comfortable on well. this one. There we go. Maybe it's <laughs> the hat. It's the hat. Yeah. That's what it is. it is. I love that hat, too, by the
2: way. It's just subtle, simple, all Canadian. <laughs> wait, for the jer-
4: wait for the jerseys next episode. That's all I'm saying.
2: Oh, yeah. there it is. <laughs> I'm going to have to go retro. I just be like, yeah, that's right. I have the one that's like the, the big maple leaf behind the Blue Jay. Yeah. <laughs> Things like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jason, I know this is your first episode on the show. Obviously, you have had a great time with us. I have a strange feeling. Yeah. yeah so I this mean- is your moment to shine and talk. Give the Blue well, Jays fans a little bit about yourself.
3: I wanted to thank you a ton for giving me the opportunity to do this. I was on air radio a long time ago and I will say that it's one of the things I miss most um, was doing that job. I loved it. Um, I, I loved the musicality of it. I loved every single part of it. And, as we all know real life gets in the way sometimes and you know you can only pay your rent with rock and roll t-shirts and and uh, ramen noodles for so long before you actually have to get there a real is. job not saying that guys are, and girls on the radio don't have a real job but they know what it's you've been like listening to, to, to george walk... thurgood
2: way too much haven't you
3: and yale bc and stuff like that but you know for me, you know, if I was going to selfishly, you know, you know, plug anything, uh, you know, check out Lynn Valley Little League Baseball. They, these guys are killing it. They're awesome. Um, North Shore Winter Club Hockey. And, you know, uh, I'm just happy to be a part of it and, and uh, hope to continue doing it. Yep.
2: To that point, I have a strange feeling we're going to be talking schedule a lot over the next few uh, days here and whatnot, because we really don't know what the Blue Jays legit schedule is at this moment, but we want to make sure Blue Jays fans that we are right here with you. We are your one-stop shop for all things Blue Jays barroom related chat. <laughs> so to that point, I've said it before, I've said it again. This is the place where we all celebrate and pop champagne together. It's the place where when things are going bad you'll hear the uh, you know peanuts banking off the TV. There it is. <laughs> so um Blue Jays fans make sure you check us out on YouTube for our live shows. I will keep Keep you updated on when the next one's going to be, but more than likely, we're still trying to shoot for the Monday, Tuesday thing. Mr. Lyons' schedule here is mostly Mondays free, so Ken, as long as that works out with you, that might just become the norm. That might be
4: the norm (laughs) for me. That's good. I like Mondays. (laughs)
2: They'll make Monday less dreary. Yes. yeah <laughs> so to that point fellas um like i said make sure I'll, everybody listens to us on our live shows on mondays and we're going to do something around the playoff dates depending on when off days and games are too might be just twitter space things so you can join in and actually converse with us and make sure you do join us during our live show i saw there was a good 20 some odd people on during the day i didn't hear one word out of any of you <laughs> come on join in we want oh, with chat. my
4: wife mrs k she's probably just watching just waiting to hear <laughs> just just to just, team just, team just team to you know mess with me when I come out. <laughs> so and then when you
2: don't catch us on the live show, we, wherever you can get your podcasting pleasures from—Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, any of that stuff—we are there and we are here for you. So to that point, you guys ready for the you know typical send off? I'll count the count the three, two claps. Ric Flair.
3: Ah.
2: <laughs> All,
0: right. All right, one, two, three. Woo!